And shalom again. Shalom, shalom. My name is Elder Alicia Halliburton, and I am so excited to be able to share with you once again in our prayer school. Have you guys been enjoying prayer school? If you have not been catching the other teachings that we've been doing in the area of prayer, I highly recommend that you go back, catch up. We have been getting some awesome principles, knowledge, wisdom, so that we can have more effective prayer lives and understand prayer from the Father and the Kingdom's perspective, rather than the perspective that is um, commonly held and commonly known. So um, we're going to actually continue in the area of praying for provisions. We were talking about this not too long ago. And so we're going to continue in this area. And um, so we're going to kind of pick back up where we left off. So if you haven't, like I said, caught that, go back and catch it so that you'll kind of understand where we're coming from. But one of the things that we were dealing with was what do people typically pray for? Pray for? Why are we you, a lot of people uh, using prayer. And so a lot of times people are praying for their family, their friends, their problems, um, good things that have occurred, sin, natural disasters, Elohim's greatness, future prosperity, um, people of other faiths or no faith, etc. And so the point that we wanted to make by looking at this was that um, most of the time people are praying for what? I, I me, me, me. That's the way it's got to be. I, myself, and me. I ate of the, okay, I'm trying to remember how dad would always say that, that rhyme. I can't quite get it right like him, but the point that I'm making here is that the focus is on what I need, what I want, when the kingdom way of, uh, and the purpose of prayer is, Father, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so instead of spending the majority of our time praying for provisions, uh, kingdom citizens who have a, a clear understanding, then you realize that we don't have to spend all of our time praying for provisions. We have to understand the laws that govern them and be obedient. And through us doing that, that the provisions that are, have already been provided will be ours. And so um, looking in the looking uh, at the scripture, let's see, let's go back here. In Bereshit 1 and 27, it talks about how before, you know, in the beginning when Elohim was creating the heavens and the earth, that he already provided everything that they needed. There was nothing, they, they lacked nothing. And so by us now being reconnected through the blood of Yeshua, now having access to the covenant and to be in right standing with the father, that we also have provisions as kingdom citizens um, so that we don't have to wonder whether it is the father's will for us to be financially stable, financially successful, where, where our next meal is going to come from, whether we, uh, where our clothes are going to come from, none of that. But through seeking the father, through learning his laws and applying them, that we already have access to that. So that's what we were dealing with um, the last time. And so we were talking about making sure that number one, we're eligible, we're eligible for, um, for those benefits of provisions, because we know that Elohim cannot provide for a law 
breaker. So we want to make sure that we are not a lawbreaker and that we move from an owner to manager. So this is kind of where we left off and where we want to pick back up. When we're praying for provisions, one change that should be made because is not necessarily, um, is it your will or can I have this? Because we know, again, it's already been provided. So it's making a mindset shift from can I to um, applying thanksgiving and thanking him for it already being done, that we are sure of the word, that he has already um, provided these things for us. So in Corinthians bet 9 and 11, it reads, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to Elohim. And that's the thing. You know, first of all, yes, we know that Elohim, he provides seed to the sower and bread for food. He he has already um, given us those provisions but also we want to be a conduit through which we are able to um, spread that out, that we're able to, to give and generously do so, right? But so many people, because they are either in disobedience or living in ignorance of the laws or just doing their own thing altogether, we never get to experience the goodness of the Father through which not only are we able to be blessed, but we're able to be a blessing to others. That's his will. He's all about distribution. He's all about um, commonwealth. But if we never get it together, if we never understand these laws, then we cannot be a blessing to others. And we will always be focused on um, providing for ourselves. And that's not the kingdom way. So we also have to make a mindset shift that I'm no longer an owner. When I uh, decided to become a part of the kingdom, when I decided that, Father, I want you to rule and to govern in my life, that I am no longer the owner. I no longer have to provide for myself. I'm simply a manager of the finances, of the resources that he has given to me, and I must manage it well. Um, okay, so praying for provisions. The next thing is pray for direction. Pray for direction. So Tehillim 37 says, the steps of a good man are ordered by Yahweh, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not utterly be cast down for Yahweh upholds him with his hand. I'm so thankful that the father leads us and guides us. So a lot of times um, when different challenges come up in our life and, you know, let's say you are a faithful tither and return, you know, honoring the father with your first fruits, you are obedient, you're not living in strife, you're eligible, <laughs> you're eligible for those provisions, then the next step is knowing how to do, knowing what to do. And the father will give you that. He said we can um, depend on him for guidance and for direction, that he will order our steps. And so sometimes it requires us to look at things uh, from a different perspective and, and use the wisdom that he has given to us. 
um, utilizing mentors. That's one thing that has definitely changed my life um, as it relates to uh, financial security and success. And that is not coming up with my own way, because why would I do that? <laughs> Especially if someone has already been there and done that. So a lot of times um, we just lack wisdom. We lack understanding of how money works, how things work. Um, and so we don't have to be super religious when it comes to, oh, father, you know, you know, this is what I need. I'm looking for a bag of money to fall out the sky. It's not happening. It's not happening. But what we can do is pray for divine connections and favor and for him to work on our behalf, that he will connect us with people um, who can speak into our life, who can uh, speak wisdom and help us navigate um, the challenges that we face. But ultimately, we have to depend on the Holy Spirit. Ultimately, we must learn the voice of the Holy Spirit, and he will also guide us in wisdom um, so that we're able to make good decisions. So in Jacob or James 1 and 5, it reads, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask Elohim who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, here's a key, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from Yahweh. Such, such a person is double-minded and unstable in all that they do. Doubt will trip you up and make you ineligible every single time. So again, that's why if we don't have the right images. If we don't have the right ideas, the right concepts in our mind as it relates to how the father is our provider, because we say that he's our provider, but then we go work 85 hours and oh, I got to get this money. I got to get this money. I got to do this hustle. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do that. So that, that um, drive in chasing after things that's an indication of a heart problem that we don't perceive the father as our owner because we're doing it. We're in that position. We got to make it happen. And so as long as we're in that position of having to make it happen, then we're going to have to make it happen versus when we kind of take a step back and I'll never forget. And I'll quickly share this testimony. Uh, my husband and I are full-time entrepreneurs. And so when we were first starting our business and you know, if anyone knows how challenging it can be, we definitely understand how challenging it can be to start a business from the ground up. But even with that, we always uh, practice the principles of the kingdom. We always, I've never um, not returned my tithes or never not returned or honored the father with first fruit and offering. So we, we were doing that. We were giving, right? But even through that, we had to really understand that it's the father who has to provide for this business, not me. And you want to know what happened? We work a lot less. <laughs> we work a lot less, but we're way more effective because we fully understand now that father, you're our provider. 
We're simple. We're simply managers of the work that you're giving us. So every door that opens, every job that comes in, first of all, we don't take every job that comes in. We evaluate, is this going to take away from um, our family? Is this going to take away so that we're not able to spend time in prayer? You know, we, we prioritize um, the kingdom lifestyle and way of living. And because of that, we are blessed. So, you know, again, I, I understand um, how, you know, there could be certain challenges when it comes to us trying to um, experience financial increase. However, the kingdom laws change for nobody. We have to learn them and apply them. And through our obedience, the father will honor you and, and grant you that, that increase. Um, so again, we must use wisdom and make sure that we don't doubt, make sure there's no doubt in our heart that we acknowledge the father as our provider. Okay. So, and then next we've talked about this, um, in other sessions, but asking according to his word, uh, Matthew seven and seven, it reads, ask, and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks the door was opened so one thing that we want to be mindful of here you know earlier on we were talking about how a lot of times when we come to the fathers oh well with me i gotta get this light bill paid i need this i need that we're talking about our need, but he's saying, you haven't asked me for anything. The father said he's waiting. He's waiting on his word. He's waiting to hear his word so that he can perform it. He's waiting to be able to discharge the malakams or uh, that's the Hebrew word for angels. He's waiting to hear his word so that he can respond. But if we are not asking, if we are not seeking, if we are not um we don't have an understanding of his kingdom principles to know what to ask, then it is just like we're just standing at the door, just knocking, just knocking, but never even able to go in, never even able to unlock those keys. So I don't want that for you. I want us to be able to understand these laws. Um, in Matthew 7, it reads, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake. If you then, though you are evil, know how to good get know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? You know, I <laughs> whew, okay. That that um that particular scripture speaks so loudly to me because I have experienced the goodness of Elohim. And I know that there are some people who, you know, maybe because they, um, just because of ignorance or, you know, maybe you're just coming into the knowledge of things. Maybe you haven't experienced the goodness of the father, but he gives them good gifts. Okay. I can say from experience. And so, and, and you know, it, he's, what he's saying here is, if you, if you want to, um, you know, if your son is hungry, you're not going to give him a stone. 
So basically the issue isn't with the father and it isn't with the provisions. It's with us. It's with us having an understanding. It's with us engaging and uh, um, applying the laws. The provision is there. The father's want for us to be a financial success is there. To have peace is there and to not work for 75 years just to retire and then have one year to enjoy life. That's not, that is not his way. Um, so my prayer is that you'll be able to experience his goodness, experience those good gifts. Um, and it's not always just monetary either. I'm thankful for peace. I'm thankful for, um, not having to toil so hard. So, all right, so let's continue. So, um, when praying for financial increase, one question is, do you trust him? Do you trust him? You know, we briefly talked about the power of doubt and how it completely makes you ineligible, period, point blank. As soon as that doubt you allow it to set in, it's a done deal. So we have to make sure that we trust the father, that he, he will do what he said that he will do. And one indication of that trust is us being full, full of peace, us not staying, not worrying, being up all late at night. Um, some people literally are sick in their body because they are worrying so much because they are holding on. They are having those ruminating thoughts, anxiety, all of this stuff, um, because they're trying to figure out how's this going to work. Guess what? It's not my job to figure out how it's going to work. <laughs> that is not, I am just a manager. I'm just a manager. If you if you want to talk to talk to my superior, if you have questions about how it's going to work, all I know is I'm being obedient. I'm reminded of Yeshua uh, when the description. Actually, I think we have this in here, um, so I can just read it. Yes. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Is my, am I sharing my screen? Oh, yeah. Okay, y'all can see it. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So in Marcus <clears throat> 4 and 37, and it says, and a great windstorm arose and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling. But he, as in Yeshua, was in the stern asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? Like, hey, we're dying over here. And he awoke, rebuked the, the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. He said to them, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? <laughs> Yeshua was like, come on, man. Y'all have been with me. We've been casting out demons. We've been healing the sick. We've been changing the world. And you worried about this little storm? Are you really, uh, do you still have that little faith? Um, and they were filled with great fear and said to one another, <clears throat> who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Can I let you know something? The wind and the sea obey you too. So, and what, what are we talking about? The wind and the sea. We're talking about those challenges in life, whatever kind of challenge it is, financial challenge, uh, issues in the family, with children, with people, on the job, in business. the Nothing is too hard for the father. But if we do not put our trust in him, then we will focus and be just like the disciples. They're like, I'm about to die over here. I'm drowning. I'm not going to make it. I'm in financial ruin. 
But what did, what did Yeshua do? He spoke to that issue. He didn't allow it to get him out of character. He didn't allow it to let him lose sleep. He simply engaged the law. So, you know, one thing that we also have to do is don't, don't think it's strange. The scripture says, don't think it's strange when fiery trials come up against you. Don't, you know, some, <laughs> okay, let me stop this really quickly. But um, sometimes we're, we're shocked. Like, oh no, this problem has occurred to me. What shall I do? Don't focus on the problem. No matter how big the problem may seem, the father is always bigger. The word always works. So even as it applies to provisions, again, if we have confidence in the word that provisions are already have already been made, then it doesn't matter what the problem says. That's the problem. We're focusing on the problem. <laughs> okay, so um, we want to make sure that we... Don't focus on the problem, but focus on the answer. The Hebrew uh, letter word meaning, and we're we're running out of time. So, um, but I do want to to cover this. For peace is shalom. If have you noticed that we all we we say shalom a lot when we start shalom, y'all. That's you know that's our thing. And um, but when we're saying that, we're not just saying it to be saying it. It's a powerful word. Um, Shin, Lamed, Bob, Mim, to destroy the authority that establishes chaos. That's what we're saying. And that's what Yeshua did when he said peace, that authority that was established in chaos, he spoke to it. He destroyed that authority and would it and then what happened? There was peace. So we should always be be peaceful. Confidence and peace go hand in hand. All right. Um, so with that, I just want to say thank you so much again for, um, for joining. I pray that something that was said was encouraging to you and that you're able to apply the laws as it relates to the provisions of the father, that you're able to walk in great success because that's his will for you. That's his plan, his purpose for you. So with that, I say thank you so much for joining and shalom.